Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Been a long time since I've done an actual update. So let me do an update because I think this is important to do one. It won't be long. Real quick and brief about the endeavors. So there's two of them. I didn't hear back from the third one. Jokers, I don't expect to, by the way, but the uh, two that are out there, um, there's the primary one who doesn't pay like I want them to, but they're good people to work with overall, except for one person. And then there's the second endeavor. And with the second endeavor, it's I, I like working with them. I get paid the way I want, but it's kind of, I don't want to say boring. That's not fair, but it's, it's, it's at a lull. So I'm there and I'm getting more involved. So I, I like the second one, right? Because they pay me the way I want. That money's flowing like a pop. So I'm excited. I think it's good. Now, unfortunately, I have some big expenses that I'll, I'll have to eat here in uh, November. There's a big training deal I have to do. I have to pay it out of pocket. But the first Endeavor has offered to uh, pay that back using some tricky bit in the future. Then... Um, I've got the rent rents due actually today or sometime this week. So that's kind of annoying because that right there eats like half of what I would have and I don't like it, but it's just bad timing. And so I'm trying to buy a little bit more time on the second endeavor, get a couple more checks in there, flow it through. I think we're good. So I'm, I'm still on target as far as I can tell to get through to January, possibly to get the hell out of here. (laughs) Hopefully everybody had a great holiday uh, Halloween for those that do celebrate it. I don't, uh, I make sure the lights are off and guess what? The neighbors started copying me. They do it too. You know, they turn off the lights to make sure people don't come to the place. When I first moved in, nobody had their lights on like the porch at night. I'm like, F you, I want the lights on cause I need my security cameras to catch the business. Now everybody does it. So that's, I'm like that first starter. I set trends. I am that bar even outside of the sewer that is known as cryptocurrency. So I'm, I still want to get out of here. I, I'm frustrated because it's a generally nice neighborhood, but I just, I'm sorry, Nevada ain't going to work for me, brother. So I'm, I'm kind of done, <laughs> um, but I'm going to be moving on. Meanwhile, there's a lot happening in the world of cryptocurrency. And 
I want to talk about some past things I mentioned and a couple of new things that came up because I believe that it's going to lend, give us an indicator of what's going to happen, particularly in Q4 of this year, as well as in the early parts of 2023, assuming that we get the blowout. So let's jump right into what we got in the land of cryptocurrency. Right up on jump, I want to really talk about Luna Classic. Luna Classic took a pretty significant drop uh, earlier. It wasn't it wasn't like major, like 10,000 or something, but it was significant for what it was. Remember that Luna Classic got all the way as high as like 30-something thousand. It's now down to close to about 20-something thousand, 21,985 as I say this, which is a pretty steep drop for it. Now, for me, I looked at that as a dip buy opportunity because I still remain pretty, I don't want to say bullish, but I'm confident that Luna Classic will turn around. I did call out issues with the Terror Rebels, and I said, people are not listening on the weekly. I said, ultimately, manage your hopium multiple times, and people don't listen because Terror Rebels has some issues. They have issues because they're inviting the kids to say the word Jeet and say the word Keck into their community, which I believe is lending itself to negative sentiment. This recent dump, it's like $9 million. It seemed like people were just selling out, done with it, moving on. That's what I got the sense of. Do I think that it'll recover? Yes. Do I know when? No. I want to just be clear here. Big picture. At the end of the day, I still remain confident that Luna Classic will get to a thing. When? Nobody knows, but I'm confident it'll get to a thing. Given that, I did buy off the dip to just DCA, more or less, to get back to a level and get a little bit more in the bank. And then, of course, I bought some more so that I can burn for the Lunk Challenge, which I'm still the only one doing it. I can't help but think, you know, if more people and more of these rich influencers would get out there and support the Lunk Challenge, we might be able to avert that disaster that happened earlier. I'm just saying, you know, maybe some other people should actually jump in there, contribute to the burn to try to help offset it. This goes to something I'm going to be talking about here a little bit later with respect to some of these other tokens. Did you know that with NFTs, there's a new thing that just showed up in the world of NFTs, and I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> so here's what's going on in a summary level. What somebody has thought of doing is they thought of tying citizenship to NFTs. I know, that, that's, what I, that's what I thought too. Let me clarify what I'm talking about. So this was around an island that somebody wanted to create off of an existing island in the South Pacific. And what they wanted to do was create a haven for crypto folks. So basically you have this outlaw mud show island out in the middle of nowhere, kind of like the Fire Fest or whatever with Ja Rule. Same type thing. It's a Lataro Island if you want to look it up on a map. It's like rainforest and they want to basically kill off the rainforest that looks so beautiful and build a sustainable smart city. Of course, I don't really support that, but apparently there are people there that already inhabit it on their own and they, they want to kind of sell off this land to people. And this is all spinning around the fact that there's no taxes. Now, I want to clarify something here. If it's in the South Pacific, right now, my theory is that this island may not necessarily be, it's probably owned by, it was not owned by the United States. It's probably owned by some country in North America or some country in South America. It's my theory. Don't know that data. Didn't go deep into it, but the lack of taxes was the motivator. Now, 
What they want to do is have 21,000 investors on this and they can buy and develop land. So if you think of like Decentraland and some of these where it's like Metaverse land, and I said that I think that's garbage, how about you do it with real land? That's what they're doing. So I celebrate them for the ingenuity and I'd love credit for the stolen idea. Give my credit. That's fine. They, they want to get it done. I don't think they're going to make it happen <laughs> in my opinion. But apparently they started minting these two days ago. They have about a thousand ETH in volume on OpenSea. So these are already being sold on OpenSea. I can't say whether or not this is a scam. I honestly would like to answer this. The prices are actually not that high. Like you're talking half an ETH. So right at current prices, you're talking seven, eight hundred dollars That's not that bad. And it's based on where on the island that it is. So that could be that, you know, you buy something that is on a part of the island that is somebody just desperately wants to do it. And at some point you're able to, you know, sell it potentially to somebody else on a profit. That would be the only motivation. There's quite a bit of these. So I'm assuming that the parcels would have to be pretty small. That's my guess. Right now, this one's trending pretty damn low. So 800 bucks, 900 bucks. And you're like, that's not low. It's low considering what they're talking about. They're talking about a deed to a, a piece of land on a freaking island. Like that's, that's actually pretty low because of what it is. Now, I again, I can't say that it is or is not a scam. I'm simply calling out that it's a thing and this just kicked off and they are getting some sales and the price kind of varies. It goes between half an ETH all the way up to eight ETH, depending on where on the land that the, you know, the parcel is. And if you look at, it actually has images of where the parcel would be. So for whatever reason, the central is going for a significantly higher than the coast. And that's kind of weird. So like South coast, for whatever reason, people don't really want the South coast nearly as much as the central. And that seems bizarre to me, but whatever people's taste is again, I cannot tell you hundred percent that it is or is not a scam. I'm simply telling you, this is a thing. If you're curious about it on OpenSea, you're looking for Satoshi Island and you'll find a hit for Satoshi Island land NFT deeds. If you want to check it out yourself, I haven't gone deeper than that. I just did the surface level of the price and what they're talking about. Maybe something to at least take a look at. MoneyGram. Anybody remember MoneyGram? MoneyGram, along with Western Union, are the primary ways, or at least have been, the primary ways of sending money worldwide. And the benefit of them is that you can send literally cash. You don't have to worry about the online and all that garbage. However, they charge crazy fees and they had to drop off a of business. Western Union, of course, killed its business because at one point they were doing telegrams, and I'm not talking telescam, I'm talking real telegrams. Back in the 1800s, they were in the center of the telegram market, and then they got rid of it, which I think was stupid because it was one of the earliest forms of simple communication back and forth across the globe. Then they transitioned over to the payment methods and that sort of thing, and then MoneyGram came up as a competitor. Now they're trying to branch into cryptocurrency. MoneyGram wants to allow people to hold Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin to start with and do trading and selling on its application. This is outside the bubble in one regard. You might have somebody who walks in and has cash and they want to get into Bitcoin. And if you have MoneyGram access, which is pretty much everywhere, pretty much every bank has it, certain of the stores have it. I believe certain postal offices might even have it. So it's actually ubiquitous. It's easy to find a MoneyGram close to you. You can walk in with cash and do the trading straight over to cryptocurrency. That's why I say it's out of the crypto bubble because the this is huge. It actually opens up the door for people to get in. 
Now, the downside is it only calls out, quote, the MoneyGram app, which forces a mobile phone. If it's only the mobile phone, I think that's a lost opportunity. What it should be is that I can also walk in to any of their locations and do it without having to pull out a phone on the garbage. The other thing is that their app is crap, and I've used it in the distant past. It's crap. Things just don't work like you think they should. So I am not necessarily bullish. I am saying it's outside the crypto bubble for those that use MoneyGram. It is something to at least take a look at because it may be something that you're interested in if you are one of those who wants to transact through cash to get into cryptocurrency. It's at least a common way to be able to do that without having to jump through hoops, at least not significant hoops. Bitcoin is at risk right now of dipping down beneath its resistance points. What we're seeing is that a bunch of whales, as I talked about on one of the past episodes, a bunch of whales are basically holding the line. They're holding it up. They're investing, buying as much dip as they can to try to help keep holding the line to keep it on that because they don't want to go significant down. Well, think about this. If you're bullish about Bitcoin, you should actually want dips because it lets you stack more. The reason that they're wanting to hold the line is because many of them probably don't want to get wrecked off liquidations because you could have situations where not because of shorting, but just simply because of positions that are sitting in there where they don't want it to get wrecked if it goes the wrong direction compared to what they have in their investments on the exchanges. So if you've got it on a long because you expect that it's going to go up in the future and the thing tanks, you're going to get wrecked, right? I suspect that's what's happening. I suspect that's what's triggering this business. So then people have short positions coming up and we do want to see that those get liquidated out and then hopefully get some positive trends. We also need to see with the Federal Open Market Committee, this is the Jerome Powell idiot. We might see what we're happening, what's going to happen with the market, and we're very close to the potential blowout in November. There's all these things happening. Summary of my what I'm saying is, bulls are trying to keep Bitcoin from going significantly farther down, and that should be both, I would say it's, it's worrisome to some degree, but it also might be good. We don't want it to crash too far, but at the same time, I do think getting to the point where people can buy in with cheaper price points is not a bad thing in my personal opinion. Elon Musk, real quick, it's not directly crypto related, but it did trigger somewhat of a, of a push, and I'll talk about that in a bit. So I don't know if you saw the news. Elon Musk recently fired three C-levels and some other people. These C-levels there's, there's some controversy behind this. So the timing of him firing these people was to get ahead of having to pay them like $700 million in golden parachutes. So he wanted to do it ahead of that so he didn't have to pay the golden parachute. But here's the key. These people were directly re- correlated to the ban of former President Donald Trump. And it's interesting that he targeted those people because Here's the thing, the banning of the former president, I didn't agree with it. It doesn't have anything to do with the man. It sets a bad precedent, especially because there was never any such applied to Rashida Tlaib when she's talking about impeach the MFR or Pelosi or any of the other ones that were celebrating mobs and they were truly inciting riots and nothing happened to them. But they attacked just the former president. They were showing their partisanship and apparently this was a direct call from the sea levels. So seeing this happen, With Musk going straight to them and getting them out the door, that's actually pretty intriguing. I think it's very interesting. On the second hand, then, he's revamping the way that the verified system works. Today, to get verified on Twitter, you basically have to be some form of well-known celebrity. Uh, Bottom line, that's what it is. 
the criteria is a joke and there's ambiguity in the verification process. So you have to have, we want well-known articles written about you, well-known publications written about you. You're shown on some TV show. There are people that have on TV shows that couldn't get verified. I know some actual athletes never got verified, even though they've been featured every freaking where. That's how broken the system is. He wants to fix it to where what we call Twitter blue, which right now to me has very little value for four bucks a month, turned blue into an $8 a month deal. And now everybody can get verified that pays for it. I think that's actually good. As I talked about with my triad, the only reason I charge on triad is that it would take serious people to actually fork money over to show that they want to be part of the community. And then I got to give them value. So essentially Elon's taking the model that I've also used that you got to have some skin in the game right now. Those that are verified don't have to pay a damn thing to be able to keep that check mark, but it entitles them to so many benefits. If you notice the vast majority of people not named Elon Musk, when they get the blue check mark will blatantly ignore anybody else who doesn't have the blue check mark that creates an echo chamber that creates a problem. Now, if the vast majority are on the even playing field, we also will know that the bots, they're not going to have the blue check mark because there's no human <laughs> to make the payment. So now we got to see what that looks like. If there's somebody that has like seven different accounts, they're going to have to pay that fee times seven. Are they about it? Are they about that business? Do they want that smoke? This is speculated to get rid of a lot of the bots and a lot of automation on the back end because you can set rules that say, unless you have a verification, I'm not going to allow you to send messages or respond. This is a big problem on the crypto side. I'm very excited about what's potentially happening and hopefully cleaning up cryptocurrency Twitter once and for all. Dogecoin started pumping, and I, I covered this on a past update. It had significant pumps. Then after it pumped, I talked about the fact that there were people who were shorting it like crazy because they expected it was going to go down. With the news of Elon and everything he's getting involved with, and everything I just talked about plus some, all of a sudden, Dogecoin shot to the moon, doop, 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 and these people shorting got completely killed. They got killed. I'll tell you this. If you are shorting Dogecoin, I don't know why you still are doing so because we're going to see a lot more positive news about Elon Musk. And whenever there's positive news about Elon Musk, Dogecoin is going to run. So do not short Dogecoin right now. It's stupid. That I'm telling you, do not, if you are shorting it now, Get it out. Stop shorting Dogecoin while we get this flux. And I don't even know when it's going to settle. Like Elon's going to be all over the news for at least the next six months because he's still getting in the groove. He's still figuring stuff out. He's still making changes. He's still firing people. So don't get, don't be shorting Doge right now. If you're going to short something right now, it should be anything that's not Doge. Don't do Dogecoin. That's my recommendation to you as not financial advice, but a recommendation. For the obvious, Dogecoin will pump anytime Elon's in the news. At the end of the day, just be careful, please. <laughs> and then to that end, Doge Chain, which I still maintain is garbage, took an actual crap because it is not directly correlated to Dogecoin, even though it uses wrapped Doge as the gas. It's still, at the end of the day, a garbage token that's being pumped and dumped. Don't, okay, no problem. Now, we still have to see what's going to happen with a potential burn. Oh, that business, because we don't know if the burn is going to actually have a significant impact on the price. We know that it should shift at least the bottom price, the base price, the cheapest it could be. We don't know where it's going to go beyond that as of right now. So that Dow vote took place on October 28th. We're at November 1st. 
I don't see positive price movement, although I do see a potential upward trend happening and forming. The volume is possibly down as a result of waiting, kind of a waiting game to see what it is. And then there's a misunderstanding about the nature of burns. People don't understand that just because you do a burn, it doesn't instinctively shot the price, shoot the price up. It takes time. And if it's a base, so in this case, if the supply goes to $200 billion, no problem, but it's only got a circulating supply of $5 billion. You still got some room to go. So it's not going to shift the price. Additionally, the tokens that they're burning were uncirculated tokens. They were sitting off in wallets that were not part of circulation. So you are not going to see an immediate move. The problem is there are certain influencers who mislead people to to think that, yeah, it's just going to immediately go to the moon deep, 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 simply because of burn. Luna Classic has the same problem. Difference in Luna Classic, Luna Classic actually does have significant circulating supply. Like it's almost out all circulating. So you do expect some burn to have some appreciable impact. How much is still uncertain? My point is Doge Chain does not have anywhere near that level of circulation. And so we don't know what's going to happen with it. All I'm telling you is that right now it's not up, but it appears to be trending up. We don't know what it is. And it's no longer running lockstep with Dogecoin. Even though it uses Dogecoin as gas, it still has its own issues that have not been sorted out yet. And then the last bit of news, I'll talk about my favorite, Ethereum. The theory is that Ethereum, that somewhat rhymes, the theory is that Ethereum is scheduled to go up towards $1,800. So right now, I believe the last I checked, it was like $1,600, as I as I record this. And it's speculated to go as high as 1800 for its next benchmark as it runs up. Now, you might be shocked because I just got through telling you that Bitcoin is having trouble maintaining its level. One of my earlier episodes, roughly about a month or two ago, I said, it feels like Ethereum is starting to diverge, as in separate in terms of the price movement, from Bitcoin. It doesn't mean that Bitcoin doesn't still have an impact. It does. I'm saying that it feels like Ethereum is getting additional momentum. Remember, Ethereum became a deflationary token when it did the proof-of-stake transition. So now the game's changed. Now the long haul for Ethereum looks a complete different picture than what we saw in 2021. People are speculating that it may go to five figures at some point later in the distant future, possibly 2024. For right now, we think 1800 is our next target. If it does, that's huge. Because if you bought in at 900, like Leister recommended, you doubled what you put in there. And I think that's awesome. I'm not telling you to buy it. I'm telling you, you can never go wrong with the core coins. So if you're one of the gamblers that wants to stick with the memes, that's perfectly fine. I remember the perfect person on the YouTube side who said, if they're going to $600 deep, 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 and, you know, kept pitching the Pulse Dogecoin garbage. And unfortunately, Pulse Dogecoin is crapping, comparatively speaking, where Ethereum is shooting up. I love it. I just want people to come and give my credit when I call these things because it's obvious. The wealth is going to come back to the core coins. The wealthy people are not going after the garbage. The wealthy people are going after the core coins because they're easy to get. You don't have the garbage. You don't have the honeypot risk. You don't have the rug pull risk. And they're well-known. They're ubiquitous. That's all I'm saying. What you choose to do with your money is what you choose to do with your money. I'm simply saying that we see time and again, the core coins can never steer you wrong. I don't think we're going to be past that anytime in the near future, but I am excited. We have to see what November looks like and do we get a blowout for the, the election season? I would love to see that we do. 
get some greedy MFers in office to hopefully put crypto back on the path to the financial success that I think people deserve. Imagine there's some people who stacked bags during this bear because they are truly bullish and confident that crypto is the future. And those people might actually win this time where they missed it the first time. Now they might actually win. That excites me. It should excite you. Hopefully you've invested smart, conservative. You're not jumping in as gamblers. If it is a gamble, you realize you're not yelling into it. You're putting, you're being smart about how much you put in. And at the end of the day, if you go in the right projects that cannot steer you wrong, which are the core ones, I do believe at some point people are going to win. And all I'm saying is I want to see that day. Hopefully you want to see that day. And that's the reason you're here. If it is, tell a friend. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form. The link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that will say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.